I got this bad cough. What's up, everybody? Uh, we're back. We're on episode 105 of the Bravo Zulu podcast. Uh, we took some time off. Right, we took some time off. We were on leave. Uh, we were doing family things, having fun, all that. Um, feels like feels like it hasn't made an episode forever. I think it's only maybe been a week or so. <clears throat> maybe two weeks. Uh, deployment is coming up around the corner. It's getting close. So we're just getting some episodes in while we can. Tonight in the studio, we're joined by the one, the only. He's a Chad. I yeah. think that's a derogatory uh, term for white boys, isn't it? Not at all. Not you at sure? All. No, it's a term of endearment. It's a compliment. It's quite possibly the biggest compliment you can be paid. <laughs> at least that's how I take it. Well, I mean, it's your name. It's, I don't think you have any choice to take it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well put. I miss you, Chad. How you been, bro? I've been good, man. Real good. Uh, still loving life. Loving the job. Loving what it allows me to do. Time with my family. It's all been good. You know, um, you, you shot me a text or something, right? And you were talking about uh, being excited for me. Retirement seems so far away. But it is like on the horizon, right? It's fucking three year horizon. It's there, and uh, we are going to get and we'll talk more details offline. But um, me and my brother in law were talking because uh, I you had asked if he was in town uh, recently, and he was. He just deployed uh, on board a ship, um, and he was like, "Fuck, man!" Like, you know, he's eight, right? He just went to uh, uh, SEA, mm-hmm. right? He's lining himself up for success and. He's like, bro, I think I'm done, right? And I was like, mm. sometimes like, man, sometimes maybe you're not, Jerome. Like, you might. I mean, you're all set up for all the glory, right? You could easily put on nine, I think, right? Especially going back to sea now. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was like, I was like, yeah, me too. I know I'm done. And I was like, oh, you know, like why? Like, what's what's hitting you? He's like, man, like, you know. He, having to leave those kids, like he got three boys, right? Yeah. So now he's looking at like he, he's looking down that barrel of life and having to leave the three boys and everything. Uh, but the point of the story is like he put a, he put out a calculator and I was like, "Yo, look how much we make uh, in retirement," and it was like three grand, right? Doesn't seem like much, right? Yeah. Doesn't seem like much. Yeah. Three grand is not bad for just nothing. Living. Waking just up, living, yeah. yeah, just waking up. And he's like, and I, I don't know how accurate it is. We put up like the, there's a disability calculator on it too. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, if you could get 80%, he like types in 80%. He's like, bro, that's like seven grand a month. I was like, shut the fuck up. Well, it's like total. It was like another four grand or something. I was like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, not at 80%, but, but <coughs> go ahead. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm just thinking like three, if you could get three grand and three grand, if you could pull six grand, five grand. Right, you don't have to give me your numbers, no, but it is six public, grand. It's is, all public information. Like. But is six grand like out of reasonable? No, no, not at all. For disability plus, right? If you're a hundred percent disabled, excuse me, hundred percent disabled, and you did your twenty years, and if he's retiring as an eight and he's at twenty six, his retirement's going to be, I would say, a bit more than mine. Right? Yeah, you said three grand or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he would be looking in, in the seven grand range. A month. Yeah. That's not bad. No. <laughs> it, it's a lot of sacrifice, right? Like, I, I think, um, okay. you know. But so here's the next step to that, right? If he's done at 26, what what's the end game? Well, so he, he, he's only at, he'll only be at 20. He'll be at 26 months after I retire at, like, 22. Oh, okay, okay. Right, so, but like. still, over 20. Right, so he's like I think his and my thing his thinking was like, bro, I just might do it right after you do it, right? And I was like, shit, go for it, you know, we're fucking back to back parties, right? Mm-hmm. But like even at twenty, my all I'm thinking is, how much supplemental income do I need for, for Josh, right, to support, you know, to supplement my other half, the better half? Shout out, boo. Yeah. So, uh, <coughs> so you're you're Excuse absolutely me. right with that train of thought, right? Like, uh, yeah. But and you also got to remember. That your disability payment is tax free, depending on where you're at, though, right? Or no, the disability. I'm sorry, disability. I'm retirement. Yeah, yeah, retirement is tax free depending on where you live. It's not in California. Um, you know, I I was told by numerous people make sure when you get your new job, your W four set up correctly, so you're paying enough taxes. Make sure that you set up 
your taxes to come out of your retirement unless you have another plan and a, mm-hmm. a strategy to deal with it, which I didn't. Um, I thought I did it right. I didn't. Okay. Right. So I'm still paying back on last year's taxes. Mm. Right. So right now, between my salary and then uh, my retirement, I'm paying five grand a month in taxes. Mm. God damn. So, and and that's probably not required, right? Yeah. Some of it is to pay back last year, so that's obviously required. Um, and then <coughs> I had a little bit of an increase, right? So I have yep. to try to compensate for that. Plus, I knew that the first couple months of this year, I wasn't paying enough. So I was trying to like. So you're just kind of catching up and paying more. So to be sure that when you file here in two months that you're square and you're not worried about having to come out again. Absolutely. I should I should be good to go uh, and then ahead. So then I can go to somebody that knows better than I and have them explain to me what I need to do, how I need to set it up. Yeah. I think step one is moving out of California. Oh, my God. And and not getting fucking taxed here, which which I think is hard for you. Maybe I don't know. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit, but like you're a California boy, like motherfucking California nerds don't ever want to leave here until they they end up not coming back. I'm talking to you, James. <laughs> so, um, so for me, no, like the the thing that's keeping me in California right now is obviously the kids. I have shared custody of of the kids, uh, so I have no intention to to make it more difficult to be with them, right? Um, and then second most important is uh, my mom and dad, right? My, all my family's here. My, I have two grandparents that are still alive. Uh, my mom and dad, obviously, still doing it. But mom's got some health issues that we're working you, through. You have grandparents? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So your kids see great grandparents. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. They they didn't this Thanksgiving, but they're going to yeah. for Christmas this year. That's dope. Yeah. That's special. Yeah. And uh, and and what makes it even more special is that they're getting to the age now where they can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not just weird old people that smell funny. You know what I mean? Coming to make me give them a hug when I don't want to hug them. Um, But now the boys appreciate the fact that they're still with us and that they have that experience, you know, and that's, it's awesome. Yeah, that is. That's dope. Yeah. So I I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to leave just cause, you know, to save save a couple bucks. Like I'm happy in San Diego. Yeah. Um, Moving out of state is definitely on the five year plan. Um, Assuming everything works out the way it's supposed to, right? Yeah. And that's just, that's the goal right now, five years. Um, if that doesn't work out, that's fine. Another right. five-year plan and yeah, adjust what's 10, and, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <coughs> Sorry. I I, I'm, I I don't know if you got sick over Thanksgiving. We all got sick in this house. I don't get sick. Oh, lucky you. Uh, <laughs> and then I know a lot of people at work have gotten it. It's just like this real back congested, cough hangs around. Mm-hmm. No, it's not the C word. Yeah, but it might be something else. Um, no, it's not cool. No, it's not cool. See where you're <laughs> such a dork. Um, <coughs> it is one of those like when you start laughing, it triggers it too. Uh, and you know, nothing better to laugh. <coughs> yeah, you said it was a cough, so I assumed. <laughs> Sorry, damn, y'all, I'm dying. Probably, you know, talking on this podcast probably uh, not helping either. You know, uh, I, I'm excited about retirement. Um, I'm definitely going to be picking your brain more. I was just talking to Doc at work, and I was like, yeah, uh, the knee's starting to feel it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we got some deployments and stuff coming up. I'm gonna start After that, I'm going to start in that break. I'm going to start going doing the physical therapies, getting everything checked out one at a time, uh, and start working my way there. What um I remember, you know, so I, I, I showed I think I showed you, right? Did I tell you that you got your and Armando's episode blew up? About the 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 one where I had you both over, right? And is that three part episode? Yeah, no, you didn't tell me that. Okay, so I, I shared it with Armando, um, just because he's a little bit more out of pocket. I don't see him mm-hmm. really ever or anything, and keep in touch with him more loosely than you. But uh, so you remember that uh, sea story that he mm-hmm. shared, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. About uh, semen livers, yeah, and that just whole craziness, yep. right? Yep, yep. And so, um, on Reddit. Somebody posted, someone found the YouTube video of that captain's mask that Armando uh, talked about. No right? way. Yeah. And they posted on Reddit and they're just like, does anyone have any other information about this? And I was like, I found it like hours later. So like the comments had already blown up. And I was like, shit, perfect. <laughs> perfect opportunity. Right. Check out so, the Bravo Zoo podcast. <laughs> right. So 
I'm in there just, you know, it's all anonymous. So I'm just in there as my, as myself. Um, but I just like, so I, I grabbed the link and I drop it in there and I was just like, uh, yo, here's the story told from a person that is in on that. That's on those yeah, mestex yeah, yeah. witnessing this, you right. know, as told from a witness. Yep. And so that episode blew up. It has like, it went from, uh, it had like 60 or 70 listens, I think downloads, listens, whatever. Yeah. It has like 240 something now. Oh. And so of course, like in the, you know, those aren't Rogan numbers or, or fucking anyone who's a somebody. You also haven't been doing this for 10 years. Right. Years, yeah. But I was like, whoa, like that's fucking amazing. And, uh, you know, so obviously it made me think of you guys. And uh, and wh- what else it made me think of was, there's a three-part episode. And the third part, if you remember, we talked about like, what were your dreams? Yeah, right. right? <coughs> so something I wanted to have you back on and talk about retirement and stuff and your five-year plan was to kind of do a follow-up with you and be like, well, where are you at in that, in that dream seeking? Or have you, cause I know a month, a couple months after that, you like, you'd text me about it. And we talked about it, but like, have you given it any more thought or are you just kind of like silently working towards it? Or have you developed it at all? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's an awesome question. And, and, I've I've done a lot of thinking about it. Yeah. So if you remember when we did that episode, I had just gotten hired, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was coming off an excellent month, right? New job. Mom got her last cancer screening, and it was clear. And I got custody of the kids, and you know what I mean? Like yeah, all these things were coming together. But as far as dreaming, like I was so brand new into the the world that I thought I could. Yeah. In your your last episode with Nikki and Nick, right? Yeah. You had said um. You didn't have dreams of becoming an athlete because you didn't think that it was something that was available to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you had asked me that question, I hadn't really thought of a dream being available. Right? Mm. My focus had always been getting my kids <coughs> back, right? Getting that situation squared away. And then when mom got sick, you know, sick, those things had just happened. And so as far as a, a long-term plan, it didn't exist for me because I was just like, man, I just... I want all this shit to work out. You yeah. Know what I mean, and I did what I had to do to, 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 to at least my part to make sure that it could happen. Um, so it worked out, but, uh, yeah, since then, you know, that we'll say that's about a year and a couple months ago. Right. Um, a lot has changed and a lot has changed for the better. Right. Uh, and it just keeps that momentum is, is still moving and, uh, I'm enjoying that a lot getting to do things that I, I never thought I'd be able to do, at least with this kind of frequency. Um, but as far as dreams and goals go, yeah, I got some, I got some goals. So uh, first step is getting the house remodeled, you know, and, and we're almost ready to pull the trigger on that. Uh, as soon as that's done, it's finding another house. Uh, we're going to keep the one we live in now. And that'll be our California rental as long as taxes don't drive us out of it. But the cool thing about... Uh, being a disabled vet is we don't have to pay property taxes. In California, you don't? Right. Nice. Yeah, so that's a pretty <coughs> significant savings on the, on the yearly basis. But uh, Oh, yeah. So anyway, um, you know, and then the ultimate goal is when the kids are out of high school and they've now made their decision on what they want to do when they grow up, um, Jesse and I are going to go. Uh, and we, we're not sure where yet. You know, um, she wants to go back to China for a couple of years and then come back. Uh, we might go to Guam, stay there. Um, we've thought about, you know, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, that area. And then even as far east as Florida, but nowhere in between Texas and Florida. So, <laughs> does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Okay. I, I can I can dig that, yeah. Yeah, usually yeah. when I say as far east as Florida, everybody's like, that's that's Uh, you know fortunately unfortunately there are some states that get skipped you know you just drive through them as fast as you can and and keep moving yep yeah Yeah. i hope you don't have to paddle out of them right (laughs) um that that's dope what what do you think you know like you said you so that's the other thing that made me think about that right you brought up that episode uh with nick and nikki 
And when the, uh, the the conversation came up of what what did you dream of as a kid and stuff, and it, I mean that episode was kind of deep for me. I don't yeah. know if you could tell. No, that was awesome. <clears throat> but um, I told you I've listened to it. I think at least twice now. Maybe yeah. I my third time through. But, but. so it, it was really deep to me because it hit a lot of like you know childhood you know bullshit. I ain't gonna say trauma because I ain't fucking you know I don't I don't like using trigger words mm-hmm. and even the word trigger right. But like <clears throat> everyone goes through shit you know your own shit as a kid and. You realize it when you're older. So a lot of that stuff is like uh, something you just said, right? It's like um, you don't, you didn't realize when you last year when we had that episode. I asked mm-hmm. you that you didn't realize what was available to you to even dream about, right? Mm-hmm. So I can relate to that because, like, as a kid, you don't, as a poor kid, right? And you're not far from it either. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Like again, mm-hmm. your own struggles as a kid growing up, right? Whatever, but um, you don't even realize it. <coughs> Excuse me. And then even now in the military. Right, you as a retiree, but you know, it's not that far removed. Like, could you say, like, as active duty, you don't even fully realize what is available to you yet until you retire? Like, like you said, right? Like for yourself, like you were just brand new retired, and you didn't even like had realized yet. And like for myself, it's like with every generation you can realize more but until you're actually executing it and, and you're in it you just kind of don't even know would you say yay to that yeah so that definitely had something to do with it right um for me from a financial standpoint um i was when when my separation happened financially i was about to hit that moment that i hit last year you know what i mean uh with the the chief pay kicking in, I was already doing all right. Like our combined debt was like twenty three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. We didn't have card payments. We didn't have any of that. Um, so we were doing okay. But I was about to start like taking off in that direction and and starting that. And I know it's late. And I know people are like, "Oh my God, you were a chief when you figured that out." Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was. Yeah, you know, uh, I used to watch these guys that I work with just stockpiling money and, and buying like the car that they wanted and fixing it up and constantly doing shit Yeah, because they made smart decisions with their money. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we got separated, the amount of money I spent on lawyer fees, court fees, right. And now child support. Yeah. Uh, and before we got divorced, it was technically alimony, right. Cause I was paying way more than I should have been. Um, so that just killed me. So when I came to California after I left Guam, I landed and my first paycheck was 700 bucks and I had no money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and again, while I was going through all that, not doing anything to better my financial decision making. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it wasn't all because of that. It was still some stupid going on. Yeah. And there still is, but, uh, (laughs) you can afford the stupid now. Right. There's a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, so, so, you know, all that, all that being said, like that $700 paycheck, like I was like, oh my God, this is just got real. Yeah. What the hell am I supposed to do? And, um, my pay got straightened out rather quickly, which worked out. Uh, it wasn't easy cause I was talking to the yeoman on Guam and I was here. So I was staying up late as fuck just trying yeah. to make sure I can get in touch with him. Um, and then the whole the whole time after that, paying all the child support, it just, I couldn't ever get ahead. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so then when I, when I retired, that was one of my biggest fears with retiring is like, all oh, these guys talk about setting yourself up for retirement, setting, well, I'm there and holy shit, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And then everything, like I said, just started falling together. You know, the work was paying off all the interviews I did and, and, and all that stuff started paying off and, got the job uh love the job and the court thing happened custody got dropped 50 percent of what i was paying so that was a pretty good chunk of change and uh the retirement kicked in finally and then the disability kicked in and it was like holy shit i can breathe now yeah not only can i breathe but like yeah, good good things were happening in that category for for my family. Uh, Jessie's doing awesome at her job, you know. So she's. I don't know many people that work as hard as she does to be good at what she does, and she's excellent at it. And um, yeah, she's killing it, doing her thing too. So 
we're doing all right. You know what I mean? And I've never been in that position. So when you ask me that question. <coughs> is is a bigger relief of that? Like one, financial relief is always nice. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter if you're the most junior sailor or the most fucking senior. Right. Um, it, it's easier when you become the most senior. Right. If you so if you've made smart decisions and financial relief is all makes you feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But how much of it like not being in the Navy anymore was a relief of like not having the Navy lingering over. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like so much no matter how much you loved it while you were in it. Right. No matter how much effort you put towards it, there's always that that feeling of it out for me. Let me not speak for you. Of It's holding me back. Right. From what I really want to do. I'd rather do this every day. Right. And put up an episode <coughs> excuse me, every day. Mm-hmm. But it, it, the, the Navy and somebody who well, you're using the Navy as an excuse, you need to fucking. Yo, we could get into Liver King nine fucking tenets of fucking, you know, mm-hmm. eating dirt or some shit and sucking sun. I don't know. Yeah. But like. <laughs> Stupid. But uh, yeah, I could do more, but I don't do more. But I also feel like there's this the fucking dark cloud of Navy hovering over me, just ready to shit on my day. Mm-hmm. Right. Or in the case of deployment that's coming up, like how, like. Essentially, the podcast is going to stop. I've got some plans to try to still keep things going for the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the podcast, it, I mean, I, I might be able to figure something out, but... Uh, you'll definitely figure it out. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, it, it would probably be more like a diary of myself. But you know what I mean? It's just like, so how much did that, like, you know, Q Navy, mm-hmm. and just running away from that and not having that, you know, over you? Let me ask you, when you joined the Navy, did you plan on retiring? <coughs> like, you joined, and you were like, okay, 20. Like, I'm going to do my 20. Yeah, because, okay. like, the, the way they explain it to you, you're like, oh, you got to do four years active, and right. then you're still four years reserve. And in my mind, I was like, well, that's pretty much fucking halfway, mm-hmm. right? I didn't mm-hmm. understand fucking anything else. And I just knew that if you retired, they paid you for the rest of your life. And all I ever wanted was to get paid. Yeah. Right, like most yeah. people, right? Like I, I just wanted to get paid, and I always thought, like, I back then I didn't know, I didn't have dreams of the retirement life or anything like that. All I knew was like, if I was retired, right? One, it would disprove a lot of other people that couldn't think I, that thought I couldn't do it. All right, but or that wh- didn't wh- do why it. Why does that matter to you? Right, but like oh, then, as a, as a young man, right? right? Is he, okay, good. right. Yeah. It, those things matter. Yeah. But then you move on, and then it becomes like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm trying to get paid, right? Like I'm gonna be forty. 42 maybe, right? If I lived for another 40 years. What do you mean 42 maybe? I don't, I, I'm just not guessing the math. It's in three years. I'll yeah, be like 40. So you'll be 40 because you're Yeah, 40, to... 41. Okay. I'll be, yeah. Uh, I'll be like, <coughs> well, yeah, I'll be like, I don't know. What is it, 41? Oh, my God. How yeah. old were you when you joined? 18. I turned 19 in boot camp. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, Two so it'll be 40. Years. Yes, three years from now. I hit my 18, uh, 18 years next week on the 14th. So you'll be 39. And it's January 2026. So whatever. It, anyways, anyways. It'll be. Uh, You're fucking me up, dude. Yeah, I know. You're throwing it'll numbers be, out. It'll, it'll be 40. It'll be 40. Okay, it'll be 40. Sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> anyways, that doesn't matter. Sorry about that. <laughs> Damn it. But what I'm saying is, um, I don't know what I'm saying. But like, I I just, the, the dark cloud is, I, I don't want it anymore. The dream is is real. And, and this is just lingering. Was it like that for you? No. Um, well, okay, hold on a minute. Yes. If you're saying that that dark cloud is preventing you from being you and doing what you want to do, which yeah. I believe is exactly what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yes, it is. But rightly so, right? That dark cloud is part of the goal you set out on 20 years ago. Yeah. Right? So, okay, you're getting close to the finish line of accomplishing Yeah, but goal. for you, did you feel that way? Like in in your relief, right, when the financial stability kicked in that was nice but did you ever feel like the dark cloud was done or did it never feel like a dark cloud that was holding you back that's what i'm getting at yeah so no i don't think i i don't think i had that feeling mm. right i had um i had a, a pretty intense amount of anxiety leading up to retirement and stuff because i knew that i could go back to a boat and i knew that i could be successful being where my life is at as far as Jesse, you know, and then the boys and that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I didn't want to miss this part of my kids' lives. Yeah. Right. And in whatever chunk it is, if it's three months, if it's six months here, if it whatever, like I didn't want to miss it. I wanted to be there for them and, and, and do that. And that was scaring me to death. Right. Because on this side, I got stability, all the stability. Uh-huh. I, need. I can go do this and be good at it or <coughs> I can get out and do what I want to do for my family. But holy shit. What if I'm traveling just as much outside of the Navy as I was when I was in it? Yeah. You know what I mean? What if, you know, the job requires me to work 14 hours a day? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was I was scared. So so your dark cloud wasn't so much in the Navy. It was like a dark cloud of unknown. Absolutely. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a dark, a dark cloud of unknown. But, um, you know, Jesse was working, right? But uh, she wasn't going to be able to just support the whole family. Yeah. For a short period of time, absolutely. Right. But eventually that would not work. Yeah. And I know we're married now, right? Husband and wife, and we share responsibilities and all that. But that's not something that I would have asked her to take on when we got married. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just assumed I will be the the primary, you know, provider. Um, and and if you're working, that's awesome. And if you're not, try to find a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Be actively searching. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, um, it was it was that's just always how I've viewed my role in my house and whoever lives there with me. You know what I mean? Uh, so I wouldn't say the Navy was a black cloud. Retirement was this black cloud that I. Had I known then what I know now, and I'm not even talking about with the job situation, but just navigating the retirement process, the yeah. VA process, all that stuff. Had I known then what I know now, uh, that would have alleviated an, an insane amount of anxiety. You know? w- would you say maybe, I'm picking on you a little bit here, mm-hmm. that the Navy wasn't a black cloud because you didn't have those dreams of anything yes. else? Yes. That's, I, yeah, I meant to finish with that. Okay. Like we talked about... I didn't really even know that I could have dreams until yeah. after I got this job, right? And then all of a sudden, like, things started happening. Like, oh, shit, I'm an adult now. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, at that point in my life, two years to retirement or three years to retirement, my concern was how do I make sure that my next set of orders are around my kids, mm-hmm. right, wherever they're at, and then – Where's that going to be? Because I got to start the court process because this is not, mm. it's chess, not checkers, right? Yeah. A lot of these guys go to court and think, oh, I'm just going to blast my ex and, and fuck her and I'm going to take the kids. And that's not how the game is played, right? Unless there's some like, you know, DUI report, like unless you got police reports and stuff yeah. like that, then you might get a little bit of help. But otherwise, no, it's a long game. Mm-hmm. And if she is, we'll say, um, less than responsible, Right. That will come to she'll she'll show her true colors eventually. Yeah. And she'll show them to the wrong people and you'll end up being the the uh, benefactor. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's that's a nice word to use in that situation. Not the winner, but the benefactor. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, played in 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 my case, I feel like my kids are benefactors in that as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So excuse me. So. That was that was my goal. That was my game. That was my life that I was doing right there, and and definitely things suffered, right, um, professionally and 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 friendship wise and stuff like that. Um, I just had just a lot of thought going on surrounding this situation and how am I going to end up positioning myself where I can, you know, uh, collect on that, and it worked out. Came to San Diego and yeah. You know, I, something I don't think I ever asked you is like, what was the final tipping point? Because like you said, you said like three years out, you were like, okay, what what's the next boat I'm going on, right? Yeah. What was the tipping factor to be like, I'm not going on the boat? Like what, I know you just said like, you decided like, there's parts that you didn't want to miss of your kid's life anymore. But like, what what was the, oh yeah, no shit. Because to me, that it's been like that really since like Michael's birth, right? Like I, you, I've done the math of how long I could stay in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I've done how much of their life I would miss. Right. And as soon as my kids were born, it was, I don't want to miss any of that fucking anymore. And then once you kind of <coughs> get back towards the fleet and, you know, love my crew, right? Hey, great guys out there. Right. I know you're listening. 
you guys are awesome. But like at some point you're, you're tired of doing it more for the Navy than your family. So like, what was your final? Like, Oh yeah, no shit. I should be here at home. So I had made that decision without making that decision uh, when I got separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't the moment I got separated. It was probably like uh, maybe eight months, you know what I mean, of of things start happening more than three times. You have a pattern, right? You can usually trace some kind of so, – so that was where I was at on Guam, and I knew the situation that they were in when they were – um, with my former spouse, right? And I didn't want that for him. Um, and so I, I knew that I needed to still be there to be, in in my opinion, um, a sounding board, right? A, uh, a teacher, a coach, a, a mentor, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, I, and I knew that I didn't want to. So when I came to San Diego, and then she had her new husband, I had my new wife, right? And there was just a lot of weird shit going on, um, and uh, I was like, man, like, I'm not going to let somebody else take over raising my kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then things started getting a little bit weird over there with their relationship with the kids. And uh, and I knew it. But that fear of getting out and not having that stability and all that kept me, kept drawing me toward, like, reenlisting, you know. Um, yeah, it kept pulling me back. And then I... I journal sometimes, right? So mm-hmm. it's always good for me to like when I'm dealing with something, trying to figure something out. I know I've been dealing with it for a minute, so I've probably written about it once, twice, maybe three times, and I go back and read those thoughts, put it all together with today's thoughts. Yep, we can't stay, can't stay. And then I was supposed to retire and had some medical issues that they needed to clear up before I could retire. Extended for four months, everything worked out, and uh, yeah, everything worked out. Did, did I answer sorry. your question? <coughs> yeah, I was thinking of another question. I'm sorry about this coffee, y'all. I, I was kind of, because you you'd said something. I fucking hate when I do that. I'd be thinking about shit when you're talking, and I feel like I'm not listening, but I was listening. Yeah, Because what, it, here it is. Isn't it sad that the Navy, mm-hmm. an organization that will still sail on without us, mm-hmm. had that pull on you? To 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 make you even contemplate going back to sea when you knew there was more important things at home, and and we'll, I'll break it down. I'm kind of picking on you today, Chad. I'm sorry, but no, like it's all good. But, but can like, you explain that a minute? Because like, what do you mean? Is it isn't it sad? It's sad. Because, it's, I don't know if sad is the right word. I just I look at it as like sad. Like like uh, this organization, like we we give it so much, and it really it just pays us, right? It doesn't really give a damn about us, right? Because again. Um, there's been times where you've missed movement or not missed movement or you've taken leave and everything keeps I've never good. missed movement. Or not movement, but, you, you know. that way too casually, uh, like you've done it once or twice. <laughs> well, like, skip to underway or something, right? Um, which I've never done. I don't know. You probably haven't. I haven't, but, but I don't know why you know, you're bringing up these examples. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the, because the ship will get underway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No matter what. Whether you're there or not, you're not the fucking... You know, end all be all of that right. ship getting underway, of the Navy getting underway. But here you were, like, is it just the stability of the first and fifteenth paycheck that that you know had that that that's the 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 weight of that gravity keeps us here in you know still reenlisting and stuff. Like that's why it's sad because if you just take this organization that forgets about you mm-hmm. the moment you leave, mm-hmm. right? That it had that gravity, that pull on you that could contend with your family. Right. But if you remember, I said earlier, like I, I haven't, I'm not known for making the wisest financial decisions, right? Um, when it comes to saving money, when it comes to spending my money wisely, right? Same. Um, right. So so I, I put myself in that position, you know what I mean? Um, and that's what I was saying before my separation, I felt like, holy shit, like I can see the light mm-hmm. at the end of this tunnel that I kept myself in. Um, and I say that I kept myself in that tunnel, right? Because there's definitely things I could have done differently, yeah. better, whatever. Um, I didn't do them. You know, so so do I think it's sad that the Navy had that pull on me? 
Me personally, not at all. Like, uh, if you asked me that same exact question before I retired, I would have said, no, it's a blessing that I'm in, that I'm still in, and that I can still continue if, you know, financially I need to, you know, and, and, um, yeah, so no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's sad that the Navy had that pull. I think it's awesome that the Navy was an option, right? That it was a viable candidate for future for me, you know what I mean? Um, and that it would have, uh, <coughs> allowed me to maintain the standard of living I had, you know, does that make sense? No, it does. It, it, it definitely does. Right. Um, but it wasn't holding me back from doing anything else. If I stayed in, it would have held me back from parenting my, my children, right. The way that I wanted to. So, so that's huge. And that's why in, in that instant, the goal won over, right. The Navy, the goal was the sun that broke through that dark cloud <laughs> that followed you around and showed me the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just speaking more general, right? And, and not just in your case or my case, but like, should the Navy or the organization, any organization, right? Any job have the power to pull you away from your family. Although, mm. <coughs> excuse me, no matter what, like, we need to work and fucking pay some bills around here, right? Yeah, like that's that's duh. But I don't know, and that's why I say it's sad because like I don't yeah I know how much you love your boys, mm-hmm. right? I know how important that is to you, mm-hmm. right? That's why we're talking about it. You, you know that for for myself, yeah, of and so like why kind of like it, it's sad that this again this organization that doesn't care about you, you know, a week later, right? That it has that pull on us. Is it just because we've done it for so long and it's so comfortable? Is it that comfortability thing, right? Like we're so comfortable with it. It's our favorite little safety blanket. So we keep reenlisting. Even when we get up into our years, right? You, you're right. You're 20-ish, right? Like I'm here at 18. <laughs> yeah, but you or, said you were 18 when you joined, right? Yeah. So you have at this point spent 50% of your life. Yes. And all of the years of your adult life uh-huh. in the Navy. Yeah. So... You, unlike, I would say, a, a large portion of today's active duty service, no matter what branch you're in, right, uh, you have these ambitions and these goals and, and these things that are driving you that you feel like you're being held back from because you got to watch what you say and you got to be careful of the tone mm-hmm. you take, right, because you're going to make Master Chief mad and, and whatever it is, not a lot of people have that, you know what I mean? I think a lot less uh, than than you might think have that. You know, even being in the mess, and, and you know how, you know a lot of junior sailors when you're running the deck plates with the junior sailors, right? And I'm not talking about as a chief, I'm talking about as a junior sailor. Mm-hmm. You hear all kinds of shit, and it, it's some of it's dumb, some of it's cool, some of it's, man, this guy's got something going, you know? Um, being in the mess and just, you know how involved I was, you know, here in San Diego, like, uh, not a lot of people gave much thought of life outside of the Navy. Yeah. Other than, oh, yeah, can't wait to get out and smoke a joint. You know what I mean? That's going to be nice. I'm going to roll a big fat one. Like, probably not. <laughs> you're probably going to pass out. But anyway, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, th- that's what a lot of the guys that you talk to in the mess, and some of them have these bullshit, like, <coughs> I don't even want to call them dreams. I want to call them fantasies, right? Uh Uh-huh. It's just a little bit unrealistic. Like, I don't know. Um, I I think, I I, I know what you're saying. It's those ones, and maybe I'm, I'm, I think I'm that person, right? It's a fantasy, right? When I tell them, like, I want to have a, you know, 50-acre compound where I do all this crazy stuff and I have the studio in the shop. About that in yeah. The episode yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, like, I can, I, I understand what you're saying because I could be considered one of those people that's this fantasy or something. So, I, I, you could be considered that. Yeah. Right? Personally, I don't consider you that because you're years away from it. Yeah. And you're building. Yeah. Right. So, you have started the process. And if this is your dream or not your dream in the next two years, doesn't fucking matter because you're the type of person that has a vision, puts action towards or thoughts, right? And create something. 
look what you've created. You know, remember the first episode we, we recorded in here and look where it's at, you know yeah. what I mean? It's growth. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and that's awesome. But so that's why I say you're one of few, right? Because not only do you have ideas, but you put action to ideas and then make something happen. And I could count on one hand easily the amount of people that I knew when we were in that mess uh, together in San Diego um, that had that kind of drive, right? Idea, you know, passion, idea, drive, and then, and, and, and results, you know, and no, you don't step in the boxing ring and fight for the title in your first fight. Yeah. You know, you climb the ladder. Unless you're Logan Paul, then you just fight <laughs> the UFC guys and take the take and take the fucking bag home. <laughs> now that dude can box, though. So I don't. Yeah, know. he can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so so that's what that's what I would say about that. And and you know, you know, it is true that when you are a junior sailor, you make shit money, and it is not easy to get by unless you're one of those few that read a financial guidance book. And actually practice what you read. Yeah. And you, you know, make the right moves at the right times, whatever. Um, there's plenty of that. I just wasn't one of those guys, you know. Um, money sucks, active duty, for the first few years. But you know what? Getting out, all the jobs I interviewed for, and, and even now that I've been working for a while, uh, all the people I talk to that are interviewing for new positions and stuff like that. It doesn't matter almost what you're applying for or what kind of credentialing you have. If you, if you don't have, if you have the education but no experience, okay, cool. You're going to start here, but your earning potential is up here, right? So we'll start you here and we'll see where you go. Yeah. If you're the guy with all the experience but no credentialing, like, okay, we're going to start you here maybe a little bit above, a little bit below, and your earning potential is here. You know, it's significantly lower, but you're starting about the same. So Yeah. Um, and that's how it is in the military. You know what I mean? You start there, and you battle your way to the top. Yeah. If you get there, and most people don't. Yep. Right? Um, so, so, yeah, I think uh, I think active duty navy I, I can't speak for the other services but definitely navy like they provide a path right they provide a path to professional personal development and you're going to encounter bullshit all along the way but i, I have a, a strong conviction that you're going to deal with bullshit no matter what path you choose and it's how you navigate the bullshit that's going to take you where you, you're supposed to be <clears throat> i ain't gonna lie i did it again i had a really good question it's because I ran and, and no, no, you weren't rambling. What you said, like, really, what really hit me, and it made me lose my train of thought. Because you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we tell people all the time, like, out there in the civilian world, you could say, right? Like, mm -hmm. people look at me like, oh, you don't even fucking know. You never worked. I, I really haven't. Like you just said, I've spent half my life here in the fucking Navy, right? right? But it doesn't matter where you're at. There's shit. Right, there, there's shit everywhere, yeah. right? And, and I think a lot of times people are like, yeah, but I can quit there. Well, if you're going to quit there every time some shit comes up, you're probably going to be, you know, jumping job to job yep. with little to zero financial stability. And, like, you're not going to get out. Of, I always equate that to, like, you're never going to get out of, like, being an E4 and, 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 you know, below, E4 and junior. Which is why you get paid what? So little. Right. Right. Like, like that's why you make that little money because you just quit and then you go find the next thing. And I, I know that because, or like, I watch. Or we're trying to weed that out, right? <coughs> right. So if you don't quit. Guess what? Yeah, you, you keep moving. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I grew up watching my dad do that, always kind of chasing the carrot because something else was going to be better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it actually never was. Mm -hmm. And he just never stuck with one thing mm -hmm. to see where it could go. Right. So it was always E4 and junior money. Right. It mm -hmm. just, there wasn't stability in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's shit no matter where you go. Yeah. Right. And, and you got to just navigate with what, what we give here. Do you think there's like a generational like difference between some of the older, you know, chiefs, like you were referencing like the mess we both served in. Right. right, right, right. Do you think there's like that generational? Um, I'm, I'm a millennial. I think you're close to it. Right. Yeah. Like I'm only 10 uh, years older than you, bro. You're not 10 years older. You're right. fucking dumb. Yeah. Is, is that what it is? Is like us younger ones, right. Us younger chiefs. Mm -hmm. Right. Even though I'm fucking kind of old there now, but like, we 
don't know if it, we grew up with it. I don't know if it's just us watching the Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. Like we still have that. Like there's there's a little bit of that seed in there that there's more more out there. The great you know beyond. Right, we can still explore more. Whereas, like the older generation or the salty ones, maybe it's a, a geographical thing of where people grew up and came from, right? Because you were saying, like, you know, there's there's chiefs that we've served with, and there's chiefs out there serving now. Maybe you're listening. They're like they haven't thought outside of mm-hmm. what they're going to do to make the next rank to stay in another three to six years. Right, and that's where a lot of their degrees come from. Right, they want to check that box on the yeah. career ladder. Yep. So they get the degree, and that's fucking awesome. It doesn't matter what you get your degree in. The fact yeah. that you're continuing your education, that's, I have nothing negative to say about that at all. Unless I'm having to do your work because you're at school and now I'm standing your duty. Yeah. I'm just playing. But I'm sure. well, they're out there. I'm sure that worked out, though. I'm sure somebody gave me, you know, some coffee or something to <laughs> wake up early. But, um, I'm, so I think, help me out. I lost the train of thought. Oh, it shit. Fled right when I said, <laughs> I don't even drink coffee, so it doesn't make sense. You're like, I don't even drink coffee. That'll be- I know. No, so I was just saying, like, the the generational differences in chiefs, or, or what is oh, yeah. what 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 creates the difference between a chief that's like, I'm ready, like me, I'm ready to retire. I have goals and dreams right. that I want to go after, that I feel that the Navy is now the black cloud, Yeah. right? Versus someone that's like, you know, still at the 18 years, yeah. highly motivated, you know, same, same, pretty much same identical career path. That's like, oh, who y'all, I love it. And I'm fucking going for eight or I am eight and I'm going to 26. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're eight years away. Right. But your mind is made up that you're going to 26. What creates that difference? Uh, so I think there's definitely not one piece of the puzzle that, fits and, and solves it right yeah yeah of course there's definitely different ways to skin this and i think uh i think the most simple way is person one who is me right person one is me without the the pressure of wanting to make sure that you raise your kids mm-hmm. right like god oh, stability like holy shit i do 26 that's six more years of employment right I'm just stacking up my retirement check and then we'll go from there see what happens Right. If you if you look at the difference in retirement pay from somebody that does twenty four to twenty six, and then you think about earning potential outside and what you're giving up in those two years, right? Some people don't give a shit. They're like, Nope, I'm gonna do as the maximum I can for the for the, the length of stability and then I'll get out and figure it out from there. Okay, so that's type one. I think type two is uh is somebody that has done made smart decisions and done well with their, their financial choices all the way through their career. And they're like, man, I'm sitting on this pad of money, this pad of money over here. I got those over there that'll be ready in 10 more years. I'm just going to ride this out because I, I like the Navy. I love what it's doing for me and my family. And why the fuck not? I can just stack that retirement, but I have these investments. So when I'm done, I'm done and I don't have to do work for nobody anymore. Yeah. Um, I got a buddy that's living out in Japan retired as a first class is doing that right he set himself up from day one somebody taught him about investing and he just figured it out Mm. he's been doing it and now yeah dude's ridiculous okay and then there's type three person and we worked with two of these type of people at the last command um both nines right both uh very intellectual uh intelligent right very self-analytical um and and they they loved uh, figuring out what drives somebody, what what moves them, whatever, but they were making their own moves. And you know who I'm talking about with both of them, I think. Um, and they're both killing it professionally, right? But also on the personal level, right, with their, with their personal business dealings and whatnot, killing it. But they just have a passion for doing this for some reason. And uh, that for some reason is a big question mark to me. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not in still. Yeah. But I I definitely don't hate them for doing it because you sure. know, I mean yeah, I mean they got they still got more to give and they're giving. You know what I mean? They're not just trying to get that extra $200 a month. Yeah. You know, in their retirement, they're driven 
driven leaders that want to do their thing and whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And they were put in that position and, and, uh, you know, God bless them and, and hope that they, they do good things for the sailors that work with them. And I know that they both are. So I'm not even putting that in question at all, but, uh, yeah. So I think that's, I think those are your motivations for staying. Uh, and, and, and I don't mean that those are the only motivations for say, for staying. Those are just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. And it, it seems to make sense to me. Yeah. No, sorry. I had a vortex. <clears throat> I had to look at, um, now I, I think there's a fourth person out there mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Cause like th- those three examples are, I think spot on. Right. And, but I think there's like this, how would I describe like this fourth that it's this in between of the person that is okay financially, right? They're, they're not like your friend that you mentioned that, you know, made all the right decisions and that have have the, you know, the bag stashed, you know, in several different locations and, and all that. But, you know, they're doing all right. And they're, and they like, I'm, I'm, I'm working towards, all of that debt free in preparation for retirement. Right. So when I do retire, everything is cleared out and I have that plan and that plan is being executed and we're moving from there. But you know, so there's that. And then it's just like, like the person that's just kind of like, I don't know, like for myself. And I think for some, it's just like that person that's just done. Right. That person is just, that realizes that more, most importantly, like that they have nothing else to give. Right. That that at the at the end of their time, they have nothing else to give, or even like slash they don't want to give. That's where I'm at, right? Like uh, nothing else to give. I could probably keep giving, right? But if I if I'm giving to this, I'm stealing, I'm stealing it from somewhere else, right? And, and that's where it's like I I said all the time, like I'll I'll be stealing from my family to give to this, and that's not what anything I want to do anymore, right? But it's also not something that your family requires to sustain the the living that you have, the living situation that you have right now, right? So, so it's it's not a, a necessity for you, right? True. I feel like I feel like you started that by saying that um, there was a fourth type of person that wanted to stay, and then you described yourself. No, a fourth person that wants to leave. Or like the first, the, it's the fourth type of person that that has to make the decision to stay in or get out. Really, oh, you could say, yeah. I right? was just talking about three types of people that want to stay in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I guess I was looking at the wrong opposite. I was looking at like, well, no, that's good because you did. Did you describe it? Well, like your friend, your buddy. Like you, didn't, I didn't, I didn't think of them as like a person wanting to stay. I, I thought of them as the person that wanted to get out, uh, right? Because. Right, yeah. because yeah, because you, you got me. Yeah, like they they did everything to set themselves up to get out. Yeah, right. right, even the other person that like you you do the math, right, and your earning potential outside plus retirement is better. Yeah, after like they say, after twenty, you're working for half, mm-hmm. right? And people are like, no, not really. No, you are. I like, promise you, you are. Yeah, and but like, in, unless you get to nine and you could go to thirty, which is not guaranteed. Then finally, you pro- it probably doesn't balance out all the way, but that seventy five percent probably starts kicking in to being a bigger, you know, payday overall. I would like to say this too. Like, let's think about the idea that that extra couple hundred dollars a month might be what you need to be done working. You know what I mean? It might come down to that. And if it and if it does, and it's going to take you another two years to obtain that, obtain that, then. Why not? You know what I mean? Do your other two years and and know that you're on the road to rest and relaxation for the rest of your life because you invested that extra two years. So you got that extra couple hundred bucks. But I mean, like, what what if you're one of those people that make it really fast? Right. Like, I know a person out there, Mashi, 15 years. Yeah. That's so, awesome. so <laughs> like, what, what are they going to do for the next uh, 15? You know? Like they're they're just still they're they're gonna keep doing the same like just keep hopping from ship to shore ship to like like at twenty in five years. What is that other ten years really worth it? 
I mean, it depends on your career path, right? What's your trajectory? Are you you going to be a fleet and a force, and then, uh, you know, you're going to work for Admiral whoever, and then work for Admiral whoever, and then, you know what I mean? Like, if that's your career path, maybe you will. I get it. You don't get paid anymore, but holy shit, the networking you're going to do in those positions, you're going to meet some people. Yeah, I don't know. <coughs> like to do all that. Excuse me. Excuse me, I'm sorry. But to do all like you have to go the command route, right? Um, okay, yeah, right. But I mean, and it's not it's not like it's not an option. It's just a lot of people, a lot of people don't. A lot of people when they migrate don't, right? They prefer to just be that dude or that girl at that level. There's so many of your people though, right? Think yeah. about the think about the ones that aren't like that. Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah, but I mean, uh, we'll talk offline about that. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I get it, but I'm just saying, not everybody is is that type of leader that makes it there. You know what I mean? So there's still different avenues for them to follow in in that uh, in that direction. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wish you would have had. Well, you just opened that one. We got to wrap this up soon. Sorry. Oh shit. No, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. We'll finish that one and then we'll go. I just gotta uh, go upstairs, take care of some things. Right. <coughs> um, kids, nothing wrong with that. Right, it's the priority always. No, I gotta but get, uh, get let me ask you a question. I pulled these cards because you like these cards, right? I, um, I definitely like that episode you guys did. So I'm gonna ask you one question, and we'll end on this question, right? And you, we can take that five ten minutes to finish your drink. Uh, in what ways has your life exceeded your expectations? And I think that really goes well with a lot of what we've been talking about. You know, going from Navy, transitioning retirement, and then how retirement has opened up your eyes to everything that you could be, right? I, although the Navy does provide a lot. I know I bash it a lot, right? It seems like, right? Like, mm-hmm. I am in the position because of the choice I made at 18 mm-hmm. to join, right? But now, like, this choice has, like, has ran its course, mm-hmm. and now I want to make other choices. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it's a dark cloud. So, again, for you... <coughs> In what ways has your life exceeded your expectations? Um, yeah. So my relationship with uh, my family, like as, as and I, when I say that, I mean my grandparents and my parents, right? Uh, we were always close as adults when I was a, a kid. Obviously, we weren't, and I was a little punk and wasn't. I mean, yeah. So, so that relationship is far better and and far exceeded what I expected it to be when I was younger right as I grew older it's, it's good but uh um my entire life right now right so going through what I went through you know years ago on Guam I never thought that I'd be doing the things that I'm doing with my kids as often and 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 the type of stuff that we're doing never thought that was possible it's the life I live right now and I love it, um, my job. This is something that, as I was going through the Navy, I was always like, "Man, I just want to, I just want to have a good job that I like doing what I'm doing, and hopefully it pays me enough." And I love doing what I'm doing. Um, the pay is good, and the retirement is awesome, and the disability is is also a benefit. My marriage is good. Um, I got to buy my wife a dog so she stops bugging <coughs> me about having a kid. But uh. But life is life is good, man. Uh, it's it's so much better than I thought it would have been for me. You know what I mean? Because when I was standing in the mud, going through all that shit that I went through, I I couldn't see the grass. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I didn't know there was grass on the other side of the fence, and now I'm on the other side of the fence, and I'm far away from the mud. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, mom's health isn't what we'd like it to be. You know, uh, and we're dealing with that, and that's a, a process that's going to play itself out. Um. But, yeah, you're talking to a happy individual right now and, and one that's certain of that and not speculating on it. Yeah, know? that's awesome. Yeah. So it's in good. every way, it's... it's. I mean, yeah, I have my issues like everybody yeah, else yeah, does. Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying I got a perfect life, but, man, considering where I was when I was standing in the mud, life is fucking good. And, uh, and man, I try to reach out to as many people... You know, that'll hear, like, I want to help you. 
however I can help you navigate a situation, a problem, whatever, like live off my experience. Cause man, I've done the wrong thing, but I've done the right thing. You know what I mean? And we can find a middle ground for you or, or help steer you on a path. And, and that's, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I, man, there's like, a, like some of these ones that Nikki picked up are like really good. Yeah. Right. Like, I think that's a, a really good question because like for you, for me, I always pinpoint it back to like, uh, the decision to join the Navy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, what I heard was like, you, you point things to, you know, you separating and getting your divorce. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was. That started a new life for me. Right. That right. A, yeah. And, and for me, a fork in the road and went that way. Yeah. I go with, the joining of the Navy mm-hmm. and that was my fork. And then I've been doing it mm-hmm. obviously, like you said, mm-hmm. more than half my fucking life almost now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was finding it interesting, like where, where people will put that fork, mm-hmm. right. Of, of where, where did they start changing their life to start exceeding the expectations that they had, you know? And then, and then at the same time though, like where are your expectations at now for your life? Right. Right. Because we could be happy and, and we could be, you know, um, I was going to say satisfied, but I don't think that's the word um, because I don't think you should be satisfied. You know, I guess you could be content, right? Uh, or that might be a bad word too. Um, maybe, I don't know. What's the word? I like word? satisfied better. you satisfied? Yeah. yeah, you could be satisfied with what you've done. But, but still be hungry. But still be, exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. Still be hungry for, for a little bit more, for more success, for more, uh, for more happiness, right? You know, so... You know, it's it's one of those like you asked me earlier. Um, did I know I was going to retire when I joined? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'd planned on it, right? But how can you know anything, right? In, in my head, it was like, oh, I'll just do this and this, and then I'm already there, so I might as well just keep doing this. And that's all I've ever looked at it, right? It's just like, well, yeah, just if to get to twenty and to get paid, well, then I got to do raise my right hand and mm-hmm. repeat after the guy in front of me again mm-hmm. for another four, another five, another yep. six, whatever. Yeah. yeah you know, <clears throat> so, you know, it, it's exceeded the expectation for me because of, of what I've actually been able to achieve in it. Right. Uh, not knowing anything I've gone over. So from not knowing anything about the Navy. Right. Right. But being able to be where I'm at today, yeah. you know, um, having the family that I have, right. Because nowhere in there, like, did I expect to have the family that I had? Yeah. Right. Like it, it's this, um, that did, did I expect to have a family? Yeah. But like the family I've been blessed with, mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Right. Like that's good. Little me, you know, and little me, I mean by like 18 year old me, right. fuck never, yeah. you know, not until I pulled into Hawaii and, and, you know, met Nikki. And then it was like, Oh shit. Like, like damn, yeah, you didn't know. You know, little boy fantasies yeah. do come true. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's wild. Um, so yeah, like 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 that, and you know, just uh, the expectation. Like man, just everything. Like like something as little as and you know, uh, we went to the kids. They had a Christmas play today, mm-hmm. right? So like being able to be like, yo, I'm out of here, right? And like I said, working shit right now, anyways, right? So to be able to get up from that, right, walk out of there rush home or, you know, over to the school and sit there for the 30 minutes to watch their little Christmas play and record it and take pictures and, right. you know, and, and create the memory that will, you know, for the cliche last a lifetime. Right. right. And see them and how happy, you know, him and Penelope were like all that, man, it's like beyond any expectation. And you didn't miss it. You were there. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, and something they said there, cause you know, they go, they go to a Christian school, right? Something they said was like, hey, look, we know you all want to take pictures and and record it and everything like that. One, be mindful of the people that are watching and, you know, everything like that. But two, try to look at, try to watch the play. Try to watch the kids and not just watch <coughs> your phone and make yeah, sure you're recording. Right. And like through their eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just happy that you're mm-hmm. here watching them. So try to just experience it through them. Yeah. So, like, although me and Nikki did, like, I had my camera out taking pictures. She had hers out doing the video. Like, where, and this might be parent bashing, but oh, well. Mm-hmm. Where 
there were parents running up the main aisle because it's a church, so they got pews into yeah. the main aisle, like you know, to get up front and like just you know, like take Walmart it. on Black Friday, yeah, and, and you know, everyone with their other. with the phone out, right, and like, oh my god, I got recording, be like, and and whatever, whatever, and it's okay, I'm a Christian, yeah, you know, just <laughs> crazy, and it's like me and Nikki, we just sat back, you know, held each other's hands, you know, have my arm around here, take some mm-hmm. pictures, you know, like she just sat there recording. I just take some pictures and it was just like, we were just kind of looking at her. I, I know I, I think we both were, but I know I was just kind of, we were just kind of looking at everyone just kind of like, didn't you just hear him? This is silly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I bring that up in relation to with the question of like, in what ways has your life exceeded your expectations? Because like, I don't even need to be that person anymore. I probably was once or something, right? Like um, maybe not for them, for something else. But it's like, I don't even need to do that because my life has exceeded such ex- expectations mm-hmm. where I can, I can like, I can sit back and just watch and, and get enough, you know, data and pictures mm-hmm. to download and to mm-hmm. post, right. And to share the, the memory. But I really, I could just sit back and just look at Nikki and be like, man, you want to talk about exceeding expectations? Yeah. There it is up on stage times two, right? Yeah. And just like just bask in that glory of fucking little baby Jesus in his manger. Yeah. You know, since it's Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Chad, let's wrap up there. I got to go uh, take care of some uh, house chores. Um, uh, any parting notes? Uh, yeah, man. Thank you so much for inviting me over again. Yeah, sorry this is a quick one, but you know it's all good, man. Yeah, just getting to hang out and catch up with you is always awesome. So thank you very much for that, man. Keep the dream alive. Uh, keep yeah. pushing and, and keep pursuing and doing yeah. your thing. Yeah, well, Chad, I thank you again for coming over and uh, you know always always helping me, right? You know, in in, in this adventure, um, I think you're gonna be pretty stoked. Uh, I'll talk to you more. Uh, I'll hit you up this weekend and stuff. We'll talk more about you know just other shit, yeah, and uh, awesome. I'll, I'll let you in on what I got planned for the uh, deployment um, uh, content because mm-hmm. I got some plans going there. And uh, other than that, you know, don't forget for more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Zulu podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of myself, Joshua Moore, and the individuals involved that do not <coughs> necessarily <coughs> represent. <coughs> the DOD or DON or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.